Hi, my name's Nicole. I have been uh, working with Rachel for the past several months. And I would just say, you know, she's a wealth of knowledge. She's natural at what she does. She gives you, you know, advice that I think you can use every single day. She's super real, leads you down the right path. Um, I've enjoyed every moment of it. Uh, her skin camp is exceptional for anyone that wants to take a bit of a deeper dive. It's like being in the bathroom with Rachel. She guides you through everything. She's super passionate about it. You have the ability to watch it over again. Um, by far worth all the investment. I go back to it all the time for reference. Welcome to the Rachel Varga Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Varga, double board certified aesthetic nurse specialist since 2011 with over 20,000 rejuvenation procedures performed. I'm an international clinical trainer for other physicians and nurses as well, celebrity skin expert, having been featured on some of the world's top proactive aging podcasts and much, much more. Learn more at rachelvarga.ca and enjoy today's episode. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to today's episode here on the Rachel Varga podcast. I have a really, really exciting guest joining us today. And also just a reminder before we get started, be sure to subscribe here on YouTube and on the Rachel Varga podcast. And on YouTube, be sure to hit that bell so that you know when new episodes are dropped and make sure you get the notifications so that you know when I'm about to go live next, so you can tune in and ask live questions and have a lot of fun in, in the process of being a human. We're going to dive into human and what that actually really means and how that can be interpreted by some, which is pretty cool. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about how aging is technically a program and delving into topics like sentience and self-actualization. And as you know, here on the show, this isn't medical advice, educational information only, but really what we cover here is to help support your body, mind, spirit, and energy practices to help you bring forth a higher level of radiance and beauty. And beauty and radiance does not happen by accident. In my experience and through conversations, it is something that is cultivated throughout our lives. Let me tell you about today's amazing guest. We have Kristen Gillespie joining us today. She's a healer, a filmmaker, and writer, director, producer of Awake Umentary series, Deconstructing Sentience, which is an amazing film. I recommend you all check it out. She's an advocate for emotional healing, sentient intelligence, trauma release, self-regulation, and enlightenment as embodiment. She focuses her energies on being of service to others. Kristen has been in recovery from addiction since 2012, when she awoke from her slumber in a big way, which sparked her fascination with what it really means to be a sentient being and why we go to such extremes to escape our so-called negative emotions. She has a donation-based holistic healing therapy and counseling practice in the UK and has been working with pure 5D heart-centered energy philanthropy consciousness for the last decade by way of giving from the heart without condition. She is a qualified psychotherapist from the UK, a trained hypnotherapist and past life regression practitioner. She has worked as an art therapist, addiction specialist, bereavement counselor, spiritual healer, timeline transformer, and energy psychology practitioner. Previous to her awakening, Kristen was a reporter for NBC News and producer at MSNBC. 
Kristen is also a Kundalini yoga teacher and incorporates the ancient healing technology somatically with emotional trauma release to cleanse the body, mind, soul complex of toxic energy. I actually did some EFT just the other day for some negative thought forms that were creeping in. You know, we got to be careful of the collective consciousness right now and really stay sovereign as an awakened agent and spiritual catalyst. Kristen believes she has being divinely led to help others reclaim fragmented aspects of self and stand in sacred soul sovereignty. Kristen dreams of a more loving, integrated, and compassionate humanity and is working towards creating heaven on earth by way of exposing inverted esoteric agendas and elevating the collective consciousness via the power of emotion as a portal to ascension. Kristen hopes that Deconstructing Sentience, her film and docuseries, helps to spearhead a tangible shift in global consciousness as a solution to our mounting world problems through inner understanding, understanding, I love that, of our own unique gift of sentience. Her motto, may love light your way. Welcome, Kristen Gillespie. It is a pleasure to have you on the show. How are you today? Oh, namaste. Lovely, Rachel. I'm awesome. Thank you for asking. I'm I'm riding these solar flare waves like, <laughs> you know, in style and I'm uh, feeling it in the heart chakra as we were just saying before we came live. But, um, you know, I'm just grateful to be here. And thank you for asking me to be of service today, because that's what it's all about is just spreading the message and being a conduit for Christ consciousness. Absolutely. I'm going to share actually how I came across you, Kristen. But first of all, uh, NASA and a couple other space agencies did issue a G1 and G2 solar stair geomagnetic storm warning. And that's on a grade of one to five. So tonight at 11 p.m. Pacific Standard Time is supposed to be when we get hit. And because of that, we may have some technicality difficulties and nuances with this episode. So please bear with us. Uh, these are things out of our control. But these things like solar activities, they really impact me. I've had just a terrible headache all day. But I'm so excited to talk with you here, Kristen. And I actually discovered you through one of my teachers, Dr. Terrence Palmer. He's one of the leading experts in the world, bridging science and spirituality. He's university affiliated. I have uh, known about him for many, many years. He's personally helped myself, family members, friends. So I know who you're working with behind the scenes, and they are very powerful humans. And I'm just <laughs> curious, because you have a background as a producer, uh, you know, reporter, the MSNBC, how did you then get into doing like awakening docu-series like your, your sentience uh, docu-series? talk to us what's your story what's the story as the UK is say oh man there's quite the crack there <laughs> um really going back I feel like I've lived two lives I almost feel like I was a walk-in but I know that wasn't the case actually for me I just finally stepped into my own power when I awoke back in 2012. So previous to that, my life was very career driven I was a reporter for local and BC affiliates. And then I worked on the network level at MSNBC. And it was all about kind of getting ahead. And, um, you know, my life felt very empty on one hand, but uh, I was very academically driven on the other. I always had a really deep spiritual side to me. But I was uh, really numbing myself out and self-medicating, 
if I could be honest about it. And I got really, really ill with alcoholism. So my addictive tendencies really caught up with me. And that all culminated in a series of near-death experiences, one of which um, I'll, I'll just say straight out, and it's, it's in the beginning of the film, I was raped and I heard voices, I needed two blood transfusions. Um, and when I was there in the hospital, I just had like a feedback loop going on in my head, don't close your eyes. That's all I heard, don't close your eyes, over and over again. And in that moment, I knew that it was the love I had for my little girls who were only two and four at the time. Uh, and that really inspired me to start to get better and choose life. And I really, uh, from that moment on, decided that I was going to commit to living and not just living, but thriving because my life before that had always been filled with panic attacks and, and incredible amounts of pressure. I can be a huge perfectionist and, you know, anxiety uh, riddled uh, human being. And it was stifling my hue. And what we mean by that is my inner light. I wasn't able to shine bright at all because I had all these programs and all these templates really stifling the radiance of who I really was. So I chose life and it was like a, uh, you know, those little um, slingshot things. Like I just, I was so far in the dark that I just went and I catapulted out into the light, into this world where I learned really quickly from people like Bruce Lipton, that you know, the, the granddaddy of biology of belief, uh, who I've, ha I've had the pleasure of interviewing, that our beliefs really do create our reality. And I am a lot more in command of my holographic projection of consciousness that we call life than I ever thought possible. And I really started dipping down into the heart and I got out of the mental fields or I integrated them. And I retrained as a psychotherapist. And I really started putting health, healing and being of service first. And that was my number one priority was, can I be a conduit of Christ consciousness today? Um, and, and that was really just paved the way for a series of other trainings. I, I'm a self-professed sort of training junkie because that's part of what keeps me young, vibrant and uh, really, um, it feeds my vitality, um, is really my fascination with life, with learning, with linking science and spirituality. It was the science that helped me believe. And I still really work hard because I think there is a brotherhood of scientism that can kind of lead us astray. But if we really integrate the new science of, say, epigenetics and consciousness study and quantum physics with some of the old mainstays, then we're really getting somewhere and we can reach a lot more souls as well. So that's the story in a nutshell. It's like almost the tale of two people, <laughs> but combined in one. And what's really cool about it now is that all of that and, and becoming an outsider in um, really becoming a, you know, I was literally living on the street. <laughs> you know, I was really, really ill with active addiction. You wouldn't have recognized me. I looked completely different. I acted completely different. And, um, you know, all of that has helped me acquire compassion, uh, earn empathy, and really reprioritize what's important in life to get to this point now where I know that I am living my dharma. I am absolutely living my purpose and my mission right now. Sorry, I've just got a little ding. I hope that didn't appear in, <laughs> in the audio here. Um, as in terms of what I am meant to do here and, and how I'm meant to serve 
this unity consciousness that governs everything. Absolutely. All good on my end. Uh, so one of the things that I came I came across in an interview yesterday with Dr. Evan Hirsch. He's a fatigue specialist and MD turned functional medicine, you know, rockstar healers. That's what they're doing. And we were talking about something I learned with um, Dr. Joe Dispenza and Greg Braden and Bruce Lipton, you know, all these rock stars that are touring the planet, sharing really good things. And uh, for heart brain coherence, uh, one of the phrases that I forgot to mention in yesterday's interview was repeating the words gratitude, appreciation, caring, and compassion. Now, as a nurse, whenever I would be delivering care, I would actually be repeating those words in my mind, doing rejuvenation procedures. Mm -hmm. And, you know, all of this stuff that we're doing here showing up online, like this is all just like an energetic exchange. And you and I, Kristen and I, we are living our dharma. We're, we're, you know, doing our soul's work and our soul's calling in our own special, unique way. And I, I've heard you talk in a previous interview on your YouTube channel. You, I love your, your interview. So everybody check out, uh, check out Kristen's YouTube channel in the show notes here. But what does, oh, also, before I get to the next question, there, when you moved from being a reporter with MSNBC to now what you're doing, it's almost like you, you moved from the, 3d to the 5d you kind of upgraded a little bit with how you're working and it's almost like uh you had moved from like the very masculine work in msnbc you're in this very rigid container you got to do this 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 to more of like the feminine 5d as like a bit of a healer for sure a light worker if you resonate with terms and stuff like that which i i'm pretty sure you do so it's cool seeing this transition with how we can really work and support ourselves in ways that lead to a higher level of vibration and inner satisfaction and all of that. What does the word human mean to you? Uh, like break down the human. I've heard you do this before and it just was fascinating. Well, hue refers to ray of light, right? So we are creator beings. We essentially house photonic light. I call it light quotient. So the more light we're able to absorb and contain within our body, within our DNA, actually, and I wanted to get into DNA a little bit more with you in a bit, um, the more that we are able to hold higher light quotient or one might say greater photonic density. This does have to do with the particles coming in from the sun, the gamma rays, and they activate our DNA, which in turn activates our light body, right? So when we are referring to hue, we are recognizing ourselves as light beings, right? And this ties right in with fifth dimensional consciousness. So we are assuming our sovereignty, as you mentioned earlier, favorite word, and our own personal agency, right? personal empowerment, that we are beings of divine creatorship, creatorship, love and light. And the more that we are able to express that way, the more that we naturally act as catalysts for everybody around us, even non-locally, right? So this spans the limitations of space-time because our light is contagious. And light links into consciousness and consciousness is essentially a data stream of information. And that's inextricably linked with our emotions. And I wanna bring that piece right in, Rachel, because it's so dear to my heart. And it's the whole reason I made Deconstructing Sentience. And also I think the reason that my entire life was 
to train me to get to this point where I, I have made those two films. It's like a sequel series, if you will. And, um, and now I can go on building upon that foundation because I know in my heart, everything that I do has to be contributing to conscious content in some way. And I love the intention you set before we came live because you used all of those beautiful words that really recognize that Christic Sophianic template within ourselves. And what I mean by that is really honoring ourselves as created, creators, and creating in the present, right? So if you bring man into it, obviously we embody that light. And we're going through a massive shift, which is why we feel things so much more like solar activity, right? Which is happening right now. Um, oh, I got so emphatic. I knocked these out of my ears. That happens with me sometimes. Um, and so we are here to embody enlightenment. So enlightenment is embodiment is another way of saying that. And we are ascending essentially in physical form. And this is spearheading, like the cutting edge of consciousness. Because as far as I understand it, this has never been done before. And the best way we can do that is by healing ourselves, is by finding our way to self-regulation, finding our way to integration. Um, I really am, am a big fan of we don't cast out any aspect of self or any shard of consciousness or any fragmented soul um, part we reclaim all of it and we bring it together as one. We shed light on our shadow. And all of these are so important because that's what we're here to do. That's why we incarnated. That's why we went through all the hardships, like addiction, if you've gone through that, or divorce, or heartbreak, or you know, um, chronic illness, or there's so many things going on right now more than ever. And we're able to face our fears and integrate our fears and see fear as essentially the indicator that's showing us where we're separating from source. And ultimately our sentience, I believe, is <clears throat> it's the primary mechanism in which source experiences itself, right? So we are divine beings. And if we look at vitality, radiance, being our best, reaching our full potential, we absolutely, um, I believe, have to really see ourselves as the divine. And our best anti-aging um, and, and beautifying kind of trick or hack we could ever, ever, ever have. The best tool is our own divinity. Beautiful. I love that. And uh, as you were speaking, something came up for me when you're talking about how we kind of are like light. I actually have a piece of machinery at home that uh, I can actually measure the amount of photons coming off of my fingertips. It's called the BioWell. It's European technology. Europeans are way ahead of us and in North America here with being able to work with esoteric technologies on the energetic levels. And uh, so what I love about that is that, yes, actually we can, using specific uh, technologies, get a read on how much energy in the form of joules 
our body's actually giving off. And if our human bio field is permeable, if it's thinner in certain areas, we're going to be more susceptible to other, you know, energetic interferences, whether that be sentience, you know, in and of itself as well. So I love the specific piece of technology. I can't wait for them to come up with a consumer based device because you can actually test yourself at different times in your life and people in your household and see if even some of the biohacking things that we start to bring into our life is actually creating an impact on our energetic uh, balancing, uh, our output, things like that, different body systems. And yes, we are certainly going through a quite profound time of upgrading. Some people will use the word ascension, elevation, thing, awakening. I really like the word upgrading as humanity. So the next uh, unfortunate, in my opinion, choice point will be transhumanism with Neuralink. I'm not a fan of that. I'm not a fan of having, you know, AI swimming around me uh, because even with that, we'll be even more susceptible to things like solar flares and geomagnetic interferences. But personally, when you talked about self-regulation, I do this through biohacking, through cold therapy and learning to control my breath so that when ish hits the fan during life, because it's going to happen, um, at some point during life, you get hurt. Like I smoked my wrist on a kickboxing bar and I didn't know if I broke my wrist. I automatically went into my breath, like just to breath. It's just like assess what's going on, self-regulate. So you're not like freaking out and like swearing because of pain and stuff like that. So biohacking uh, and using certain technologies to actually measure how we're managing and moving through things can be used to our benefit, but a lot of uh, people on the planet are just so freaking in tune with themselves, like my husband, they don't need that technology to tell them that they're off or whatever, which is which is great. So I just wanted to add a little like science to that. Um, we are going to get a little bit advanced in this call here from the uh, spiritual standpoint, um, both Kristen and I are part of relatively advanced communities across the globe. That's actually how we ended up connecting. This is just a really cool time to connect with like-minded individuals. I would love for you to dive into the topic of what is radiance to you? And I know you work with a lot of people. You've worked with clients over the last number of years as a psychotherapist doing, doing your thing. And now you're healing in, in another way too with, um, group people in the UK. Uh, we'll, we'll drop what's going on there in the future when they're able to handle all the inquiries, but there's a lot of interference that's happening. A lot of uh, men and women aged like 30 to 60, especially from a Christian background are, you know, getting like spiritually attacked a little bit. So there is data on that. Uh, actually, there is research happening with this. Just so you know, I have mentioned this before for all of you diehard podcasters. But uh, Kristen, what is radiance to you? How does it come across? How does someone's skin look when they are functioning at a certain frequency of wavelength? Oh, I love that question. I'm going to say it starts from energetic circulation, right? So our auric field or our electromagnetic emission, if you will, emits the light that we really contain in our DNA that is essentially, um, I think of genetics like uh, light that's being woven into sacred geometrical form that then projects uh, physical manifestation, physical form, right? And so these structures project the form. And um, when we, again, are able to get rid of our traumas, 
lighten up, so to speak. So really raise the density within our being and release that by self-healing, self-mastery. And you mentioned some beautiful techniques, by the way, to find the stillness within, which is what radiance really is. I think it has less to do with shining out and more to do with being at peace within. Right. So it's really, truly the inner journey. And I love starseed and I love lightworker and all those terms. But sometimes that does imply that it's out there. And even sometimes the higher self implies that it's out of reach when actually it's right here, right now. So I like to say soul self. And we can start to access that by dissolving the distorted geometrical templates, the inversion grids the um, the in, in, inverted um, matrix, if you will, or false matrix uh, thought forms and societal constructs that maybe are outdated or just don't serve us anymore or never have, right? So all of those allow us to then um, start to really uh, reveal naturally, organically, the sacred blueprint or the essence of who we really are as spirit embodied. And yes, we're, we're spiritual beings having a human experience, but everything about it is spiritual in my humble opinion, right? Um, and you know, the ways that we can get there are things like energy psychology and energy medicine, right? So you've got You know, we look at like hypnosis, NLP, um, <laughs> you know, all of the types of regressions according to your belief system. But it all does really boil down to your belief and your capacity to merge with your higher self. So I call that closing the gap between your true self and your false self, right? That's true authenticity. And when you make sure that you don't say yes when you mean no you know, even these little things, or when you are really bring your conscious awareness to every single decision and choice point that you make, oh, what's the best um, nourishing food for my body at this moment in time, right? Just little things and little things, little steps add up along the way to contribute to more of that light body activation, that um, divine blueprint naturally being emerged. And that's why I named my film Deconstructing Sentience, uh, because it's a continuous process of deconstruction that then feeds into the radiance that naturally comes through. It's kind of like happiness, where if you try to go and find it, it's just elusive, it evades you, and it's just never quite in reach. But if you're quiet and you're still, and my quiet place, my safe place is a beautiful um, infinity pool with some lotus flowers floating on it and a few little candles. And it still, it still can be. That's when happiness comes and sits on your shoulder. Well, that's for me, radiance as well. So the more that you are just still, radiance becomes you and it breathes you, right? So you know that kind of saying is you are being breathed right? And we can find it, yes, in our breath and yes, in meditation. I didn't mention those. There are so many amazing um, methodologies, practices, um, and, uh, you know, gosh, uh, methods in which we can really uh, facilitate that transformation 
and that transmutation to take place on that sacred geometrical level. And then in the sort of, in the level of cellular change, and then the level of, you know, really feeding vitality into your organs. And then that translates into your skin. And I don't know about you. Um, sorry, I don't know if I'm, am I, ha do I have a, I will share that when I see someone who is radiant, um, it's it's almost like they just have this like extra shine to them. And we'll even read this in biblical texts that, you know, Jesus had this like this shine. And I'm sure if you were to go through all of the different worldwide ancient spiritual texts and and practices that you would see something similar. And I really feel that radiance is a vibration. And what you mentioned about inner peace, I think is also so true. It's when we are in a peaceful state, we're not going to be reactive. We're going to take that time to integrate what's going on in the world around us. And this is something that I think we all need to learn right now is to how to not be reactive to things that are external to you and understand that we really do have the power within us to make decisions that are just right for us and just the right way at just the right time. And it's almost like those of my clients that I work with that are radiant that I'll have one-on-one -on -one sessions with, we'll hop on a call just like this. It, it's almost like they don't wear that badge of busyness either right they're they're not as concerned with what other people are doing they're here they're in the now they're practicing as much kind of like present moment awareness as absolutely possible i would love for you to explain kristen how is aging a program and you know all this talk about the matrix and we're breaking the matrix it's like the soft red pills i've heard you mention a couple of times which is pretty cool but uh how is aging a program in your in your understanding? Oh man, that's a good question. Um, first off, I just wanted to say um, that we are human beings, not human doings. <laughs> so just you know, extending on the human thing, and we're here to be and to learn how to be. And we always, we, so many of us, especially us Western women, I think get really caught up in that trap of we have to be doing all the time in order to, I don't know, prove our worth or existence or something, but that's really just outsourcing your self-worth, <laughs> right? So it's about going within. So aging, we live in a, a dominant aging culture, right? So we live within this construct of, the collective consciousness that tells us that we're doing good if if we live to 90, right? And that hardly anyone lives to be over 100, really, except for maybe some yogis out in East Asia living and meditating on a mountaintop. And I actually listened to, uh, gosh, a few years ago, a podcast from, I think it was Dr. Robert Young. And he said something that really stuck with me. He said, we don't get old, we mold. And I was like, what's that all about, right? And he's big into alkaline diets and everything. And he wrote the pH miracle and all that. Probably a lot of your listeners know who he is. You probably do too. But it just got me thinking because I was really deep into my journey. I'm really trying not to tap these mic wires. <laughs> Sorry about that. I was really deep into my journey um, about understanding how belief creates our reality. And so I knew that much. And I really started to investigate this program of aging. And I realized, oh my God, 
It's just a program, just like cancer is a program, just like addiction is a program. And we don't have to age in the way that we've been taught. And no schools tell us, oh, yeah, sure, you can live however long you want to. You can set your intention to die at an age, maybe even 200. Our bodies, our physical vessels are avatars of Christic, Sophianic consciousness. And they are meant to live hundreds, if not thousands of years. And the degradation of our DNA and our light body template expression, and uh, it's really honestly been the thing that has really suppressed that particular self-expanding belief from coming through right? And I love that you spoke about, I was watching the interview you did, and you talked about your biological age versus your chronological age. And I would like to uh, assert that we also have an energetic age that's kind of hanging out there in the ether that really governs our chronological and biological ages, right? Especially our biological ages. And we know through the science of epigenetics that all of this is just an activation of consciousness, right? So, Instead of thinking, oh, well, everyone in my family gets cancer, so I guess, you know, it's just in my family, there's not much I can do about it. You start to really go busting those self-limiting beliefs. And the more and more we bust through those self-limiting beliefs and break through those limitations, which are mostly self-induced, by the way, the, the more energy we free up. And that is then energy that can be used for creation, expansion, regeneration, and um, more youthful being, right? So I believe that um, it's also about uh, clear, cleansing and clearing the root chakra because that's where most of our beliefs are stored, our self-limiting beliefs. And you also want to really pay attention to the mind, which can be a polarity organ. And that's where we get stuck into these mind control, false matrix induced inversion grids and um, uh, archontic um, structures that do not serve our highest good. I don't think it's a stretch for anyone to see that, yes, there are sort of power uh, companies and mechanisms at play here that are operating from service to self uh, uh, perspective. And the more and more we can flip that script and be the ones who are conduits for service to other and shed light on these dark agendas, right? And, um, and all of these different programs, which are so incredibly limiting, we'll see, you know, even in the next generation or two, humans living so much longer. And that is all available to us right here, right now. Actually, I think we might be seeing two splits. So we know we're at a human bifurcation point. People are choosing to do this. They're choosing to do that, this, 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 right? So all these decisions that we're making, I think we're going to see an even greater split between individuals who are living in a way that they're told versus individuals who are living in a way that feels in alignment with their highest good and their sovereignty. And they are choosing to live a very intentional life, which may be outside of the mold or the program in which that they have been raised in. So I think that we're going to see some people getting sicker and sicker, younger and younger. And then I think we're going to see some people who are really thriving into, you know, 
I have a friend, Dave Asprey. He wants to live 180. Heck, all the power to him. I certainly know that he's doing everything possible to enhance his epigenetics and all sorts of things. So I, I, would, I just wanted to add to that, that I think we're going to see continual split and unfortunately separation between health, wellness, vitality, and the low vibe, going with the flow, trying to appease everybody else around them. It's like you go to a restaurant, you try and order some steamed vegetables. Those veggies are going to be cooked for the most part in rancid canola oil. <laughs> and you have to ask that your food be prepared in a certain way to respect your temple. And there's nothing wrong with that. But that is outside of the program and okay, eat what you're eat, eat what you're given and don't question anything. So I just wanted to add to that. So the topic of discernment is something that I've spent quite a bit of time and energy focusing on over the last few years in, in the involvement with my spiritual community, which I know that you are attached to uh, as well. So how are you learning to enhance and hone your discernment, not only for your mind, spirit, and energy, but also, you know, for, for the body in general, because all of those aspects, body, mind, spirit, and energy really do help to create this concept of a whole human. So what are some of the tactics that you've learned to enhance your discernment that might help everybody tuning in here on the show? Okay. I love that. I love that. I'm just going to touch on something you said before, and then I'll answer the discernment question um, that you brought up polarity because we do live in duality. And part of the stages of enlightenment is to literally integrate the first, you know, one, two, and three phase with four, five, six, and seven, right? Um, and according to Native American indigenous wisdom, it's um, northeast, southwest, above, below, within, right? And so we have to recognize and honor 3D polarity consciousness to then move into unity consciousness. It's kind of like we have to individuate in order to unify. Um, and our DNA operates in the same way. And I wanted to touch on this just briefly because we are moving from uh, more um, the two-strand carbon-based DNA-activated beings to crystalline 12-strand DNA-activated beings, right? And in that transition, we have to understand that our DNA expresses in polarity too. So we can train our DNA much like we can train our consciousness to uh, express either um, a positive polarized fashion that is serving expansion, serving our highest good, it's constructive, or we can train it, of course, or allow it to be trained by external influences, like what we hear on TV or what grandpa said 50 years ago, to express destructively. And that choice is yours. And where the feeling mechanism comes in again, um, is really, I'm so sorry, these keep falling out of my ears, um, is it's an indicator as to how well we are <clears throat> expressing our genetics, right? So are we expressing in a creative fashion that's expanding our consciousness? Are we expressing in a fashion that's leading towards entropy, lost through time, right? So the choice is ours. And as we're moving into this more um, activated being, it's also about integrating the ether element, quintessence as it's known, the fifth element, right? We've got earth, wind, father, 
fire water and we're now really moving into that energy of the divine mother and it's actually um through the nucleic acids we are activating this beautiful new divine mother energy that's calling to be integrated because the divine mother has essentially been holy ghosted that is not mine by the way i got that from someone else can't remember who or i credit her online but anyway i loved that phrase um and we're integrating that within our our being through the mitochondrial dna so it's really important to understand that your dna is holographic and that you have control over how much light that it holds based on how much trauma that you release. So all of that comes down to, I mean, honestly, that really lays the stage there for honing your discernment, right? Um, and the reason is, I think, yes, that has to do with intuition because we've got to use our gut feeling and we've got to really get into the sensory system, which is what sentience is all about when we are learning to develop this fifth sense, right? What does it feel like? What is, what is it, what's the text, right? Um, I think it is linked to clairsentience in a sense that it's really a, a deep sense of inner knowing and it's very visceral. So the body keeps the score, right? That's a book a lot of us have read if we've gone through counseling training and, and, and therapy qualifications and all of that. But it really is about the body. The body will tell you, and this is where muscle testing comes in and a lot of those beautiful um, kinesiology type of methods that they can really show you. And the heart will know, and we learn this through the research done by HeartMath, the heart will register the information before it's even happened. And the heart sends signals to the brain before the brain's even registered what's happened. So you feel before you do anything else. And we've got to honor ourselves, not as thinking machines but that feel, but feeling machines that think. And our sentience comes in as an exquisite um, mechanism to uh, translate cosmic intelligence, right? So that's feeding our intuition and that's how you discern. And it might not make any cognitive sense at all. In fact, not much is making cognitive sense lately. <laughs> and as our world gets more and more and more chaotic, we've got to rely on that. Now, I'm going to take that a step further as well, that if you bring divine presence into that, then we move beyond intuition, right? So if you are truly, truly heart-centered and you're bringing that blazing bonfire of love that your heart is, to every moment of your being, there's no need to have intuition because you're just fully present in every moment and everything is serving you because anything that's not is just falling away. Now, look, I have not achieved that <laughs> for like a sustainable period of time yet, but I am working on it. <laughs> and it is really amazing to witness, bear witness to the amazing, um, breakthroughs that I am having in that area, right? But this is an age of false light. This is an age of false prophets. I've gone through so many teachers that I, I once, they did serve me by the way for a while and I've sort of outgrown them, moved beyond their teachings, um, maybe even got to know them in some occasions and thought, my God, that's, that's, that's not my compass point anymore. And we've got to be our own gurus, right? We've got to really really tap into that um, inner uh, gnosis, right? That inner standing that I talk about um, that will never, ever let us down when perhaps 
a lot of other people do, even people you've you've trusted before, because humans can be fallible, right? And we can't change people, places, and things, but we can bring that omnipresence, that objectivity to every moment of our being and really funnel all of the information that is coming at us through our own filters and then make a decision from there. Is this resonating with me or is it not? Because at the end of the day, it's all about resonance. There's no right or wrong. Kick that out the window, right? There really isn't. And yes, it's a war against good and evil in a sense, but I think evil is just live spelled backwards, right? And this is like smoke and mirrors. And we hear a lot about the 5D chess game being played and all that stuff. Well, the only way through that is to develop the inner resources so that you have such a deep sense of knowing there is nothing else that can possibly create any doubt in that. Yeah, and uh, that was just very beautifully said. There definitely can be a little bit, <laughs> it's a bit of a blessing and a curse when you are really in tune with yourself and you're relatively intuitive and empathic because you feel all the feels. And what we don't want you to do tuning in here is to numb out because unfortunately what that can do if you use different particular plant medicines, alcohol, AKA spirits, you're really opening yourself up to be too permeable. And I actually chatted with a client and she's very, very intuitive woman. She's like, I had this dream that something poked me in my ovary. I was like, hmm, how did you feel? It's like, well, it was kind of intrusive. Like, yeah, you, you have the ability to say no thanks and call in your protection. And, and that's really important. That's a really important skill to have is to really lean into what your spiritual practice is, who you lean on for your faith, hope, love, and guidance, but also don't be surprised if you lose connection to that guidance at some point. And in fact, that happened to me earlier this month and it was actually a little bit scary. I was like, if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. It's like, if you know, you know, and I'd been actually warned about this about a month or two prior to that we may experience that. So it's really important that we start to hone our discernment and our self-reliance and know what feels good for us. And sometimes it's good to have that contrast of, okay, we know that this doesn't feel good for us and we know that this does feel good for us so that when something happens, we can then utilize our judgment to see where we may fall on that scale. So discernment is something that I know you're learning with Dr. Terrence Palmer and the community there and, and all of that. And it's really, really key because there are a lot of quote unquote false prophets, people saying, do this, do that, you know, Hey, you know, join the club for Ascension. I mean, it's, there's this whole commodity even around it as well. And all these group trainings that you can be a part of. And so you have to be really careful. You have to really tune into your wise discernment. Uh, and it's funny when we're looking at, uh, I follow a bunch of accounts that have different names and one of them is like starseed consciousness, things like that. And there's an image of two um, entities. It was kind of like male, female, and then in between them was actually a cryptocurrency logo. And I know that you had mentioned, yeah, yeah. And I don't think that they maybe knew that that was what that symbol was actually here in like the 3D. But the quantum financial system is taking over. 
And this can be scary to a lot of people, but everything on the planet, if you haven't noticed this, you know, two weeks is now almost two years. If you know what I'm saying, things are moving at such a fast rate. You have got to learn these skills and have got to learn how to upgrade and navigate these things in a way that feels right for you. Now, this isn't an episode on the quantum financial system and cryptocurrency, but it is something that I encourage you to lean into. There is a component to sending and receiving lower fees, uh, faster transactions, which a lot of people aren't happy about, right? That are running the programs, if, if you know what I'm saying. So uh, stay tuned for that. Be prepared, guys. But uh, I'm curious, how are you aligning with this particular human choice point and evolution? Because it's happening, whether you choose to acknowledge it or not, with divine will and free will. And I know that you have a pretty in-depth understanding of the different uh, explanations of divine will and free will. And I'd love for you to answer, answer how you are managing to align with, right? Understand that there's fear stuff and all of that understand how you deal with fear and how you change what are your you know programs for change and how are you maybe tweaking them to align with what's going okay i love that question rachel thank you it's all about knowing the difference between a judgment and evaluation for one right because a judgment creates karma if you will Whereas making an evaluation can help bring us into our dharma. So um, to, to really witness a situation and then apply it to um, really putting in action um, using that acquired wisdom in the now moment, right? That's an evaluation, totally different. That can help us um, then start to move our way into understanding this thing about free will and choice points, right? We have to understand how to make a, a really educated evaluation. And it's actually a really felt evaluation as well, because educated can imply really mental cognitive fields. And yes, well, that's, an, uh, that's a tool. That's a divine tool for us. The mind gets so much crap, much like the ego, but we just need to bring it into balance with the rest of us right? Homeostasis, baby. That's what it's all about. So um, in order to understand free will, we have to understand that we have choices in everything that we do. Even if we have soul contracts or um, spiritual agreements that we've made out in the ether, life between lives, you know, before we incarnated into this physical form, we still have the choice to change them right? But change requires awareness. So uh, I believe personally, for me, it's about aligning my, my will, <laughs> Kristen's little finite consciousness with that of divine will, right? And that's going to feel right, what I call goodly, godly, resonant in the body. My tuning fork that is my physical vessel will start to work in harmony, right? All those 50 trillion cells <laughs> that this beautiful an animated force of sentience is literally orchestrating in union, in harmony, they'll start to work together. The cells will start to talk to each other. When I align my will or that free will with divine will, right? And I think that's honestly the biggest hack there is. And it, it can really feel difficult to do sometimes when you're, you're presented with something in your reality that's, that's painful 
was something that you're like, I would not choose this. No way, no way, no way. And you feel completely powerless over that situation. I believe you have to really flip the script, turn the situation on its head and go, no, no, no. Everything is happening to me. Not sorry, for me, not to me. I'll repeat that. Everything is happening for me, not to me. So, I mean, everything, a breakup, rejection is God's protection, right? I just, I, I just go back to that hundred um, percent. You didn't get that promotion. Don't worry. There's something better, right? That interview didn't go your way. Hey, fail better one more time, right? And the only difference between a failure and, and, and a winner is person who tried that one more time. And we're all here to experience life and there are no mistakes. My children taught me something beautiful. Um, gosh, when they were really little, they, they said, mommy, mommy, our teacher tells us there's magnificent mistakes, right? There's, there's nothing really bad. We just make magnificent mistakes. And that's it. So we can go out and go, All right, I'm going to follow this compass point. And if, if we start getting away from divine will, we'll feel it. Doors will start shutting. Things will get a lot harder. And our paths are always littered with messages from our soul self, from our higher self, from our future self, as I like to see it in the quantum field, right? And that will bring us back into those beautiful convergence points. That's when we start to feel synchronicity, right? Like the doors just fly open. We're in the flow state. Oh my God, I cannot believe all of this is happening to me. This is my life beyond my wildest dreams. Heaven is a frequency, right? And remember that our emotions are dimensions and how we climb up the emotional ladder is to feel through the feelings. The only way out is through. So to get to those higher virtues of humility, compassion, empathy, unconditional love, um, grace, divinity, right? All, all that is, is we've got to cleanse, clear and release and integrate and listen to the messages from our anger and our fear and our disappointment and our lack and our scarcity and our guilt and our shame and whatever else is coming up for us. Boom, 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 boom. Our emotions naturally take us back on track to align completely with divine will, right? And free will, we, 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 we have that choice all the time. That alignment is preordained as well. And those are those um, those like destiny fate moments where you just couldn't write it if you even tried for 100 million years and you're just like, whoa. That's when you're really self-actualizing and reaching your absolute divine full potential. And that's what it's all about. And that's accessible right here, right now to everybody listening to this call. I think that some people might actually be a little bit um, apprehensive to even go there because they're just like, they might, people might be listening and their mind just be like, right. But others of you tuning in here might be like, yeah, yeah, totally resonating. Maybe I resonate with this a little bit more than that and all that cool stuff. But um, I would love for you to also share here um, how can contact with a higher self help us achieve self-mastery and self-actualization. This is a pretty deep topic here, but I know you, I know you, you know, your stuff in this regard. Oh yeah. Okay. So I touched on this actually in the previous question, but I'll go on. So I see higher self as future self. And um, I understand the past, not really in a linear way, in a quantum way. And um also, I just want to mention that emotion 
is a quantum process, right? So <laughs> when you kind of get those foundations uh, or that infrastructure laid down, it gives you a framework to understand, okay, hang on, the future doesn't change uh, sorry, we can't change the past, but the future changes the present as it unfolds, right? So I have learned through my extensive training in spiritual protection and um, and getting in touch with my guidance team. I've done lots and lots of um, different psychic schools over the years, including the College of Psychic Studies in London and South Kensington and, and all sorts. And um and I've really uh, honed this ability. I've crafted, I've learned. It's a skill and it's an art and it's a way of life to live with this connection, this constant um, channel to your future self open. And the way that you do it is you train your current self how to go back and rescue your inner child, yourself perhaps in a previous point of trauma, perhaps yourself in a past life, right? Or life between lives. Um, and then you teach your higher self how to do it too, or your future self, how to come back and traverse your timeline to rescue you in your moments of need. And when you do that, you start to see bleed throughs in your reality. Deja vu, right? Or just those little moments when you go, hang on, <laughs> like, have I been here before? Uh, uh, and that's kind of no time land, if you will. Right. And that's what we're getting at really. Um, I don't know if you listen to Andrew Bartz's at all, but he talks about our ancient present now or ancient future now, I think he says. I love that concept because nothing is off limits, nothing is out of bounds. We can remote view into any other point in time in the quantum field or the timelines of us. And we, of course, becoming a vibrational match to any timeline is an experience of frequency. So it again goes back to the quantum process of feeling is healing, right? So the way that we do that, essentially another way of saying it is through love. Like I just rewatched Interstellar a few nights ago. And I think that's one of the best movies to, as far as I understand it, as, it's, is at it, as it is today, um, that really kind of depicts the true nature of reality. And one of the greatest messages from that film was that love is the way to communicate back through time, right? It transcends space-time and it it is everything and it is always there. And, you know, if you know that, then you know you can never be alone. And if you know that, then you'll stop outsourcing your self-worth, say, by dating bad guys or getting stuck in like codependent habits or whatever it is that it might be for you. I kind of think we all have addictions and in their spectrum and we all kind of fall in that continuum to some degree. The way out of all of that is to develop that divine connection with your higher self slash future self and learn how to do this healing modality. And you go back and rescue yourself so that your, your future self is always on call and on tap and you essentially become one. And getting back to your question about radiance, that feeds right into your radiance because you are bringing in so much energy in the now, but it doesn't take anything out of you. It's not depleting at all. It's radiating. So all these archonic forces we're talking about and the false matrix programming and the inversion grids and whatever, those are all parasitic and they absorb light. Our true radiance, we, we radiate light, we emit light. That's our organic template. So I think it goes down to like 
synthetic and artificial versus uh, organic and natural. And I'm a big one of, because you already mentioned the AI thing, always choosing organic. Always, 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 always in, in everything you do, <laughs> whether it's um, the food you eat, whether it's, you know, the toothpaste you're using, whatever you're putting on your hair, or uh, how you're communicating to others, you know? Am I actually being totally 100% honest about who I am in this moment? And that can be difficult. Some of those lessons are a lot harder because I think a lot of us are plagued with people-pleasing and approval-seeking <laughs> types of templates, just other programs, right? So we need to learn how to belief bust, we need to learn how to come back and rescue ourselves. And we need to learn sometimes how to hand it over, let go and let God, as I call it, so that our um, our higher self, that, that, that absolute full potential actualized version of ourselves that's already lived through the hardships of, of this lifetime and, and probably many others can come in and offer us wisdom when we need it the most. Very eloquently and beautifully explained. Uh, when we're talking about movies, my hubby and I just watched the Pixar our Soul movie. And, uh, you know, I had this dream of the series and stuff like that. It was this like ball of light with all those little souls around it. And it was blue and white. And in the movie, it was just like that. And all these little like blue blob souls are kind of been like almost like a fetus shape. We're going towards the star essentially very fascinating sometimes what gets revealed to us through some of these mainstream movies and it was talking about all these like new souls they gotta like find their spark and then go to the earth and they have these like teachers and mentors that are giving them all these different you know quote-unquote upgrades or lessons and I really encourage you all to watch the soul movie and see what comes up. But I, I just, I thought it was so well done and it was positive. And, you know, I'm really away from watching like horror movies and things that are scary and things like that. And being more in that love vibration, your brain's going to work better. You're going to be able to make better decisions in your life as well. You'll have more blood flow to what's called prefrontal cortex, which will allow you to make better logical decisions and not make uh, decisions based on emotions and potentially fear, which you could make a decision that's maybe not in your highest good. And when you're talking about, uh, you know, really becoming a, a becoming a clear vessel is really important. So when I talk about clean skincare, avoiding toxins like parabens, salates, sulfates, artificial dyes, fragrances, not tested on animals, there are cleaner skin rejuvenation options and you know, things out there that are also available. So it's really important that we are a clear vessel so that we can navigate this life with greater grace and ease and less resistance, whether that's a taxing on our epigenetics, you know, which again plays into the whole DNA thing. And you also mentioned surrendering different things. So surrendering is not the same as submitting. I had a big problem with this because I'm like super masculine. I'm transitioning a little bit more into my feminine way. And so surrendering things that you feel are kind of a, beyond your control can be very alleviating to your body, mind, spirit, energy. And when we reduce stress, we reduce inflammation. You're going to have less hyperpigmentation, less acne scarring, less less accelerated aging. So all of this stuff is so connected. The spirituality and energetic component 
to skin health, radiance and aging is really key. And I'm really excited. I've, I've been really excited to have a speaker on the show to kind of like help tie this in. And I think that we did a pretty good job in this uh, interview. When I mentioned those things, um, in closing words, did, did anything come up for you that you'd like to expand on? Oh my God. Yes, for sure. I just want to say um, psychic protection, spiritual hygiene is of utmost importance, especially now more than ever. You've got to learn how to protect your auric field. Um, you know, do your sovereignty checks in the morning, sprinkle some salt around you. If you get a no three times, make sure you, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I know that, you know, there's, there's a lot of resources online. There's an interview with Andy Porter, who's a psychic surgeon who works with Dr. Terrence Palmer. And he's, the best of the best he's amazing and he gives a lot of really practical tips there um that's going to really help you also make sure you're grounding um it's huge i mean i do a massive devotional daily practice every day and i also send out my bubble of protection and it's got reflective shields so any negative energy bounces off and returns to sender and you know i visualize this and i really align the chakras i meditate every single day um, and I do yoga every single day. And that is non-negotiable for me. I cannot stay in alignment if I'm not doing these things. And I don't know how people cope in this world <laughs> without that, really. But that that helps me achieve that vibration that, as you said, helps me become a vibrational match to all these beautiful things in life when a lot of people are struggling and their shadow stuff's coming up. I'm like, dude, been there, done that the last 40 years of my life. Now I'm on to, <laughs> I'm on to living my best. Hashtag thrive in life. Um, and we've become shallow breathers. So really pay attention to your breath. Cause that's like, I think we live in, a, in like an epidemic of shallow breathing that right there can help alleviate all of those, uh, stress chemicals pumping through your body, right? All of the adrenaline and cortisol overwhelm that contributes to stress and contributes to aging and contributes to degeneration and the degradation of our genetic expression. Right. Um, and the prefrontal cortex you mentioned, that is also what governs mystical um, experiences, right? So that is related to the gamma rays. So you want to integrate and move out of the reptilian, the, the uh, basal ganglia here, and, and have cortico-limbic integration, where your amygdala triggers are set offset by the prefrontal cortex. And, and you're being led and driven essentially by that uh, physical neurological connection to your higher self, right? And that brings the hypothalamus and, and everything else and all the endocrine system, the glandular system into balance. So I'm a Kundalini yoga teacher. So I've, I've learned a lot about, you know, the importance of glandular health because that emits the chemicals that then what we want is like an overwhelm and an overflow of, um, of oxytocin and dopamine and serotonin naturally, DHEA and anandamide and, and all the beautiful endorphins that make us feel good about life. And that's what you get when you engage in a daily devotional practice. So make sure that you, you are doing something that's right for you, that's practical for you. Yours is going to look completely different to mine, completely different to Rachel's. And it might change. Mine's an ever-evolving kind of thing. <laughs> Or I'm I'm learning new techniques all the time. I'm such I said I, I'm just I can't get enough. I'm always challenging myself um, to to really expand my boundaries of knowledge and also sometimes go mm, what worked for me yesterday doesn't work for me today. I need to tweak that one. And um, the other thing I wanted to mention is uh, that we are now being able to express as light workers. Right? We used to only have 
uh, as I mentioned, two-strand DNA activation, but now, now we're into the 12-strand DNA activation, and we can express, we can go from basically 23,000 gene expressions to 144,000 gene expressions. I'm mentioning that number because if you're seeing it a lot, there's a reason for that. You are one of the 144,000. This is in biblical prophecy and revelations. It refers to the sealed ones. Some take it quite literally and say, oh, it's it's that there are 144,000 incarnated starseeds that are going to essentially ascend in the shift. Others um, think it really, really does just pertain to the DNA, perhaps to the twin flame unions. Who knows? I subscribe to some of the above and I'm still learning and, and you know, uh, surrendering to other knowledge as and when it comes my way. So the surrendering, I think I'll end on Rachel, is the most important. I'm so glad you touched on that because when I was getting sober, I went to a certain support group um, and I would bring around a little notebook and I would literally make notes and I started redefining my world. I mean, I wrote down all the words that I had negative connotations attached to and I would find my way to the positive connotation of that. Alcoholism was a big one because it had so much stigma for me. I was so ashamed. Um, and surrender was probably the one that changed my life the most because I thought it was failure, failing. I associated surrender with um, like just giving up. And actually it's the opposite. If you look at the dictionary, it's to join the winning team. Isn't that beautiful? to join the winning team, join team light, right? And the only thing we're ever surrendering to, ultimately, at the end of the day, I've talked a lot about future self, higher self, soul self, divine blueprint, source consciousness, um, Christic Sophianic templates, and, and uh, you know, really becoming a match to the light worker, star seed sentient uh, timeline. But at the end of the day, the only thing you're surrendering to is the higher version of you. So never forget that because that I believe really grounds it and helps um, helps to really facilitate uh, that true divine expression that is everybody's birthright, you know? And if this, hopefully this conversation can spark that one seed to just whoosh, flip into the light and fully start to activate, we've done our job today. So I'm really grateful that you've asked me to come on the show. Thank you so very much. And um, I love the work you're doing. Keep doing it. And I look forward to seeing you hopefully in the flesh sometime in the future. 100%. And uh, just to continue on to that, we did talk about some pretty deep psychological psyche development topics, shadow work, healing your inner child, trauma, surrendering, learning how to adapt and thrive and upgrade literally on a dime. And we have to learn how to do this stuff because if we don't, we're not going to be our most radiant versions and be here to do what we need to do. So please send me an email at info at Rachel Varga dossier. I'm happy to share some of these psychological resources if you're thinking, okay, this was resonating, I'm going to share who I work with, I'll be very transparent who I've worked with for over 10 years. And uh, yes, it's important to remember that for every not so good thing we see right now, there 
there is a positive opposite to it. So we live in a world of duality. There's always going to be positive opposites. So keep your, keep your heads on straight because of that. And yes, surrender any shame that you have. It's really only going to be pulling your vibration down. But I do encourage doing some of this deeper work with someone who can guide you along the way uh, so that you're not opening yourself up to things that perhaps aren't in your highest good and in highest good of humanity and all that. It's a pretty deep topic. So Kristen Gillespie, how can people work with you? How can people find you? How can they watch your docu-series, Deconstructing Sentience? Oh, thank you for asking, Gorgeous. And I think just to just to finish on, so many of us cling on to these old templates because it's comfortable and it's familiar and it's all we know. Um, and sometimes surrender is probably the most difficult thing we can do, but it is absolutely the most fruitful and it creates prosperous abundance for you going forward with effortless prosperity. Your life can just transform in the blink of an eye. It's, we're, we're talking frequency shift because that is the exquisite nature of working at the level of frequency. Right. Um, so, yeah, I encourage everyone to email Rachel and find me if you wish, um, if I resonate with you or other teachers who resonate with you, because we all have people who resonate at different times for different reasons. Um, you can find me at um, well, YouTube channel is Deconstructing Sentience. So just type it in YouTube and you'll find me there. I am on Facebook uh, slash Decon Sentience. I'm on Instagram as well. I got booted off of Twitter <laughs> and a few other things for some truth telling. Um, but you can also find me at um, uh, bespokecounseling.net as well. And that's kind of my private practice that I run. So obviously I'm a filmmaker, but I also run a private practice myself. Frequency healing, um, looking at different energy uh, healing techniques, energy psychology, <clears throat> uh, and as I said, <clears throat> shadow integration inner child work, um, and uh, obviously various types of regressions and hypnotherapies that are on offer. So I'm always trying to expand my toolkit. So you can find me there and um, my email's there as well. So it comes straight to me and I'm happy to help you or find somebody who can. And I, and I really think it's the time when we all need to stick together because I know that us starseeds are geographically distanced for a reason. Um, and I'm holding space and anchoring down here in the UK. And, um, <laughs> you know, it's uh, it can feel a lonely road at times. And I know that we can all sort of feel homesick and all of that stuff. So know that, um, you know, we are connected energetically. And actually, we can even start to connect telepathically. And that's that's the beautiful kind of next step of what we're doing here. But uh, if you're struggling, you don't have to struggle alone, right? Um, so reach out, get the support you need. And um, together we are stronger and we are so potent right now. We are such a powerful force. And I love what you said, Rachel, about the natural cycles. Uh, Dr. Palmer's first book was called The Tao of Natural Cycles. And I'm studying that now because I'm going to interview him soon um, on that material. And, you know, for every dark reaction, sorry, for every dark um, sort of, let's call it 5D chess move, there's an equal and opposite light reaction, right? And in expansion, a lot of it has to do with maintaining the balance. And I know that that's kind of a theme that's run through this entire discussion. And I think it's worth saying again, but thank you very much. Find me there, please watch the films and um, subscribe to the channel. There's gonna be some awesome content coming up soon. So yeah, I look forward to picking that up. I took a little break from 
online work to do behind the scenes documentary work and I'm back in front of the camera soon. So thank you. Well, thank you everybody for tuning in. It's just been a really fun conversation. Um, I've had a splitting headache this whole time. So after this, I'm going to continue to get grounded. I know there's a lot of power in this discussion. And to be honest, if you've been following the podcast for a long time, I've been waiting a long time to do an episode like this. Like this is really why I started doing all this stuff online is to work with us. Um, just full transparency. Anyways, I'm so incredibly grateful for you, Kristen, and each and every one of you who are listening and receiving this message. I love you. I love you. I love you. And, uh, you know, just, just stay beautiful, stay radiant, stay vibrant. You know, you have a team all across the globe. You're not as alone as you think you might be. <laughs> There's a lot of us. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see you guys on the other side.